Welcome to the podcast show, Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. I am fired up. I've met her last week, but I think she's a sister from another mother already. She's got a beautiful soul and a great service that she provides. Welcome to the show, Dominique Pacheco, who is the Senior Marketing Director with How Money Works. Welcome. Thank you, Steve. It's nice to see you again. And uh, and I'd have to agree that we have a lot we have a lot in common. And we just met, we've just talked about an hour before this. So I'm excited to be here with you today. I'm excited to learn more and the listeners to learn more. Let's start with the background. You sent me this edification story about Steve Jobs and I know that's how you started. Let's can we start there and tell the audience a little bit about that? So I'm on my third career now. And um, my first career was in the art business. I was an art consultant and I put together art collections for corporations and individuals. And I was living in the Bay Area. And so I went through the first round of the dot-com era and I was very fortunate. I, I got to work with incredible people in that space and a lot of names, you know. Um, I did work with Steve and Lorene Jobs, and I knew them during the time before he went back to Apple. And so I had a lot of time with them. You know, Steve was not, Steve was not uh, who he became at the end of his life. He was in that in-between stage. And I feel really privileged to have spent that time with them as they were, you know, getting married, uh, starting their family, and, uh, and really, really wonderful. And then um, I worked with companies like Oracle Corporation for eight years. I did their art program. And then I had a child and I realized that, you know, I couldn't really keep up the pace of um, travel and, and leaving as much as I did when I didn't have a child. And so I, I decided to change businesses just as the Internet was really starting to come on. So I got into that. That's interesting. You went from art to what was the second career? And then we'll get into the third career. Started a video production company and worked with internet marketing and really contemporary ideas at the time, like podcasting, blogging, things that really didn't have a lot of legs. And also in a space, I was living in Sonoma County in Northern California, in a space that wasn't fully developed either, the green and sustainability space. So being too early to things is never a good business move. Uh, it was a great uh, personal development move, but it wasn't it wasn't very um, lucrative because we were so early to so many things. But it's really informed my career now. Well, that's quite a bit different from art to internet marketing, blogging, podcasting to where you are now. And I love that it rounds you out. So talk about where you're at now. I know you're excited. We had a lot of talk last week about what you're doing now. Let's talk about that. So eight years ago, I moved to Los Angeles and I really decided at that point that I needed to get out of the advertising game because uh, it was just, it was not uh, going to be sustainable. And so when I was approached with this business, uh, I thought there's no way I'm going to go into financial services. There, I have no desire to do that. I've always been a creative. I've always wanted to be in creative spheres um, and no, but the funny part was it was working on me. And I couldn't sleep at night. I, I realized like this is, this is really something where you can go somewhere and you can go do something and you can do something for others. So I got, I got into the business five and a half years ago and 
I just thought, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But what ended up happening was I found my purpose, Steve. Yes. And, yes. you know, it's really interesting because I love the name of your business, of your podcast, Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. I had never been introduced to that idea in business. We were talking a little bit before. Um, and I think that when, when, if you have any desire to become a leader, if you have any desire to build something, if you have any desire to, to take people somewhere with you, you have to really get beyond uh, selfishness. You have to get really beyond, um, you know, you, you have to actually put other people first all the time. And so this business really taught me that I had never had those, those thoughts with business. Uh, I'd never thought that way about, about the way I was doing business and it's really changed me considerably. Well, money's emotional. So putting the emotion and serving together, I mean, that's a win-win. And, and as I've told you before, you got to be careful with your money and you can't do it yourself. You need somebody to walk you through those steps. And I love that you do it serving. What, talk about who you're with and the company you're with and what makes you do There's a lot of financial advisors, coaches, financial coach, and all that, which is great. But I know you do some things different that I think the audience would love to hear. We do. And, and this is also very interesting. I had a financial advisor. I had a diversified portfolio, all of these things. And I thought I knew, I thought I knew what I was supposed to do, but I, I hadn't been introduced to certain aspects of, of, you know, how to think about taxes, how to think about retirement, how to think about not losing money in the market by people who were making money, you know, with my money. And, um, and so I realized I didn't know anything and I put myself in a humble position to literally like relearn. And in doing so, what I realized is if I don't know this, who, who knows these things? And, and so it really opened me up to the idea that I could, I could do something for other people that I needed to do for myself. Uh, the company that I work with the, the backbone of our company is a huge multinational called Aegon in the, the Netherlands. They're worth half a trillion dollars. And I say that because I'm not in some little fly-by-night operation. I'm in a world-class organization that, that puts world-class money towards their, their force, right? Their, their field force. So I'm part of a huge organization that's about anywhere between 50 and 80,000 agents at a given time. So World Financial Group is the broker dealer for the insurance piece of that business. And Transamerica is the broker dealer for the securities piece of the business. So we are a full service uh, brokerage and I don't have any inventory. So I don't look at you and go, oh, I need to sell you that. Um, in fact, I don't get paid. I work for free until I help somebody. And, wow. and so what that is all about is that... I then need to bring that person the best possible solutions. And when I do that, I get paid a commission by one of the over 200 companies that I work with. And it puts the client in the position of being taken care of. And I don't have to say, well, if you don't buy this, I don't make money. What, what I can say is, look, as we look to see what your landscape looks like, let's find the holes in your boat. 
Let's find the best solutions for you. Let's have all those conversations nobody else is having with you. Customized so, financing is what you're telling me. Steve Ramon is good. Right. Go ahead. Absolutely. No, I was going to say everything is, it is, it's kind of like a bespoke solution. Right. And, and mm -hmm. so, so I love that, but I also love that we talk, we have the tough conversations with people. What happens when you, when you get older and maybe you don't have children or maybe you're not married and you get sick, what happens when the market crashes and you you're watching tens of thousands of dollars out of your 401k go, or an IRA that you've had sitting there, or any number of places that your money is not being attended to. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're having those conversations with somebody who who's getting a 35% return on the market, as, as people have been getting in, in these past few years of, of this bull run, it's kind of difficult to get them to shift out and go, oh yeah, I want to protect myself on the downside. No, people are like, hey, I want to see how long this is going to ride. As we were talking about, money does weird things, right? So it's it's human nature to want to maximize, mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily human nature to think of the worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah. Greed is probably a word that comes to my head when you're talking about that. And that could be in a good way, but can be really in a bad way financial advisors or people that handle your finances, you've got to be careful. I've heard many horror stories, which is I love that you do it for free to see what they need fixed. You cannot give somebody, I actually had somebody come on Zoom yesterday and, and she basically came on and did not want to do a financial needs analysis. She did not want, she did not want to look at what was going on. She just wanted me to come back with a solution. And it was, it was, it's a very uncomfortable conversation to have with somebody to be able to say, look, that this isn't the way that I work. I need to understand you so that I can actually give you, give you the proper recommendation. And that's a fiduciary duty as well. So people, um, you know, I think the internet has created an environment of shopping around <laughs> and, and getting the best price and all of yeah. that. And of course, like the, who doesn't want that? But at the same time, if you want, you get what you pay for. Yeah. And if you want to, if you want to actually have a, a real recommendation, you need to build a relationship with somebody. You said something interesting a little bit earlier about as you get older, you don't have anybody there, family, but you also don't have that financial advisor, coach, whatever title you want to give them and things start falling apart. How dangerous is that for somebody? You can, I mean, I think that more and more we're going to see how dangerous that is because we're, we're heading into volatility. Warren Buffett yeah. says that, you know, this is going to be the most volatile of times and has said one of the areas that we concentrate in and we bring to people's uh, awareness is index accounts that have 0% floors, meaning that if the market crashes, it stops you from losing your principal. I didn't know about this stuff. So Warren Buffett says that for the millennial and Gen Z, the place to put their money is in index accounts. Mm. He has gone so far as to bet his, his, um, his hedge fund buddies a million dollars to beat him in the market against index. And of course he won. So these are, these are concepts that are not widely known. And also 
they tend to be conservative. Yeah. But here's the deal. Yeah. Listen to this. You'll like this, Steve. The, the long-term benefits of investing can really be seen in the S&P 500 when you follow it. The average, what do you think the average of the stock market is over the last hundred years? How much money do you think people make on average in terms of a rate of return? In 5%? Interest? It's six-ish. Wow, right? yeah. So which which most people would say 30, you know, most people say big numbers, right? Double yeah. digits at least. Yeah. And yet the S&P over the last 85 years, the average has been close to 11%, almost double that of the stock market. And get this, in the down years, it's averaged around 12, negative 12, okay? Something in that range. I'm not giving you real numbers. I'm kind of just riffing right now. But here's the deal. In the high years, it's almost 20%. So, so when, you're in the, when you're in a place that averages those kinds of rates of returns, and then you have a 0% floor, what can that do for you? You don't have to recover from those losses because a 10% loss is actually necessitates a 20% gain in order to get your money back. Yep. Yep. So those things don't happen every day and it takes time. And if yeah. you're older to answer your question, you just don't have the time to recover. And we're heading into a period right now, as we can see, Hey, Amazon lost 50% of its value this year. Never thought we'd see it. Amazon. If we talk about Facebook or Meta, whatever they're calling themselves these days, I think it's 75%. Yeah. Yeah. Tesla. I mean, all of these, like what would have been blue chip stocks, right? In the old days, that the tech sector has definitely matured and yes. taken a hit. Yes. And I've got to say, audience, I cheated because I'm in the finance industry. I do some things. So I know those numbers. So I kind of knew what it was. But you're right. Most people will tell you 10, 15, 20 percent, you know, on average. And it's yeah. it's and and we'd all take five percent a year for the next 20 years. I think we'd all be very happy if you took my money and, and did that. Um, one thing about finances that is really interesting to me is you, you said it earlier is somebody doesn't fit you, people still try to push through them. Meaning you're not a fit, but I could still help you. Yeah. You said something earlier that I want to really talk about that's serving is if somebody's not a fit, what do you do? It's such a good question. And, and I think it's very, very important. Um, so if somebody's not a fit, you know, right away, they know right away. And that's, what's important. So, so, you always leave the door open is number one. And then, so I follow this guy who you may have heard of in New York named Ryan Serhant. And he is an incredible real estate broker. He's sold billions of dollars this year in real estate. And I follow him because I think that his ideas about sales are very interesting. He has the three F's follow up, follow through and follow back. So you never, you never like throw somebody away. You, you always provide value to them. So for me, I'm going to follow up with people until they tell me not to with, with as much valuable information as I possibly can. 
So whether that's, you know, sometimes like I actually have not looked today to see what the market's done today. So I'll look at the, I'll look at my stock app. Oh, look today, today, they took, today they took the losses the last two days. It's been, yeah. it's been up. So, you know, I may send that to a client that, that I'm talking to about taking their money out of the market and say something like, how much more are you willing to lose? You yeah. know? And not from the perspective of I'm trying to close you from the perspective of, you know, let's, let's get real about what's happening right now. This is not like the old days where, you know, next week it's going to be up 20%. You and I remember those days. I remember when the, when the stock market hit like 2000, you know, like it, when, what was it? And how what did it close at today? It closed today. The Dow closed at 32,827. I remember when it hit 10,000. I wasn't even in the business then, but I was watching money. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're, we're very accustomed to big swings. Yeah. And we think it's all going to come back like that. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting as you're talking, I'm thinking, do people have time to do all this research and look at the stock market and analyze it? No, they need you to do that and take and, my money and go with it. And guess what else? I need someone to do that for me. And because my job, my job is to be this person having these conversations with people. Mm-hmm. My job is not to noodle on numbers. My job is to utilize a team of people who make that their life. And day by day, they have the best solutions. And that's why being in a broker position and being able to say, look, I, I don't need to pull, I don't, I don't need to pull, uh, you know, financial XO and give you X product, I, I can give you the entirety of what is out there so that you get what's important today. Yeah. Case in point, what's happening in, in the real estate and the mortgage industry mm-hmm. is really tough right now. And what's happening is they're not able to, to offer, offer loans that people can afford the monthly. And so what is the effect? So because there's always an effect. Well, in my business, it's incredible because I can then pass that higher rate to the client in many of our products. And it's, it's been phenomenal. I'm showing people rates of returns on long-term money with 0% floors that are just blowing my mind right now. And I've been, and I've only been doing this for five and a half years, but I've been in that space, that retirement space the whole time. And as I look at this, I just think, wow, I mean, I, I can't wait to talk to people about this stuff because I get so excited for them. And, and that leads to my next, this perfect segue into that book we talked about before we started the show. I always like to bring the audience a, a good book and uh, you, I think you have a fabulous one. Let's talk about that. So the, the incredible thing about our company is that we attract world-class people and, um, and our, our founders of our company are incredibly, incredibly knowledgeable. I mean, many of them have been doing this for 40 plus years and their, you know, their success reflects it. Mm -hmm. I am in the highest paid industry in the world and, and, you know, people have become fabulously rich doing what we do. But also it doesn't really, once again, back to that servant's heart, that doesn't really do it for the way that we do this. 
being able to duplicate that and help others do that is really yeah. is really what we lead with. So the this book, How Many Works Stop Being a Sucker, was written by Tom Matthews, who is a 40 plus year veteran of our business and one of the one of the people who was around in the beginning. Um, Steve Siebold, who's a well-known uh, mental toughness coach in the personal development space, and Andy Horner, who who uh, got a degree in um, oh my goodness, uh, um, not comic books. What is it called? Graphic novels. Gra yep. And so, as a result, the book is written in fifth grade English with cartoons like a graphic novel. Look at that. And the whole idea is that you then can you know retain this information yeah. steve i'm going to ask you a question and i don't yes. mean to put i don't mean to put you on the spot no let's do it have you ever heard of the rule of 72 i have do you can you tell me what it is no isn't that no. interesting so i'm going to teach everybody what it is it's going to be 30 second lesson the rule of 72 is a mental math shortcut that can tell you approximately how many years it will take you to double your money. So a rate of return and interest rate divided into the number 72 will tell you how many years. If the bank was kind enough to give us 1%, one divided into 72 is still going to take you 72 years to double your money. By the way, the bank is going to give you 0.09 on average. It'll take you 800 years to double your money. And if you've ever wondered why you don't make any money in your savings account, there's your answer. <laughs> Also, the bank's going to charge you 16, 17, 18% on a credit card. They're going to double their money every four years, two years, three years. So you can see how I like to say banks, walking into a bank is like walking into a casino. The house always wins. Interesting. And there you go. There, the rule of 72 explains it. So once people start to learn the, the basic tenants of how many works we can then have a conversation with them because things make sense um, a, yeah an average financial advisor is not going to have that conversation with you no i'm never going to forget the law of 72 either I, that's as easy as it could get that wasn't explained to me that way so see i learned something on my own show that's why i love doing this show I love well, that. well we're getting close to running out of time but i, I want to thank you so much this has been enlightening I've learned so much. I know listeners out there, you're going to learn something. You can reach out to her in the show notes. You can be able to reach out. And I'm sure she'll be able to sit down with you for 15, 20 minutes, go over your finances, go over you and see if she can help. Do that. Let's get your finances in order. But let's. Leave, I always love to leave the listeners with one thing, a great business tip or tip that you've learned over these great years, these three careers that you could pass on to the audience. I would have to say that when you find your purpose – and when that purpose aligns with what you do every day, um, you know, that saying of, uh, you know, find what you love and you don't work. It's, it's even beyond that in that, in that when you, when you're actually aligned with what, with what you're supposed to be doing, then it's very, the path is really straight. That would be my, that would be what my takeaway. 